In the beginning, the word was with God. That word became the foundation of all we have, know, and do. That word, Christ, became our hope for the future and a better life with him. Join us at RCCG Warm and Glory Tabernacle as we dig our roots into his word and grow towards his light. Today we are going to be looking at the growth that God uses part two. Um, just as a recap for those that were not here, um, basically we looked basically at the fact that God wants us to grow this year and that as individuals we want to grow and that God it is best for us when we you know grow in him that our best is when we grow in him best that God has for us is when we are in him not when we are out of him um and then part of the things that we looked at were the fact that that the growth that God wants us to that God wants us God that is useful to God that is is the one that is effective and that is built on a good foundation. We have also found out that it is not enough to build. We saw last week it is not enough to build, but it it is important that we build the right way because we saw that this in the in the parable of the the, the wise man and the foolish man they both built. It's not enough just to build, but you have to build it the right way. And God desires that we build the right way. And one of the, in, one of the, in, the ingredients, we started looking at the ingredients of building the right way. We looked at um, the ingredients. One, the first ingredient that we were able to, we looked at was the intention of the build, on how we build, how we grow, the intention. So usually when you have, we have our prayers, we have our, our prayer points and the things that we have, we see that part of the things that we, you know, that, that deserves either an answer or the, that, that gives us heaven's support is our intention. And we looked at the fact that intention goes a long way to the answers to our prayers. That God does not just look at what we do, He looks at the reasons behind what we do, what we do. <laughs> um, and He goes on. To makes us understand that look, he is in, he's interested in making sure that our sincerity counts. That and that because when we are sincere in the things that we do, that when we work together, God will help us. You know, in fact, uh, we look at the story example of the Tower of Babel. Tower of Babel. And when a people are in sync, when their intentions are aligned. It's that it, it, sometimes it takes God to stop, <laughs> to stop the people. Because if, as we saw in the Tower of Babel, sometimes it is that God will look at it and say, hey, I cannot, you know, I can't stop these people. Whatever they set their minds to, they will achieve. Um, part of the things that we also looked at was, we looked at the second ingredient as, lo uh, as love. We looked at the fact that when we are doing the things we are doing out of love, we find out that it is a, a good way to get heaven's support. It is a way where the growth becomes effective because it is born out of love. 
the other thing that we didn't have the time to look at last week was, well, as we're going to start continue from that point today, is the third thing was the love for his sheep and his work, the love for the brethren. I want us to open our Bibles to John 21, 15 to 17. John 21, 15 to 17. Praise the Lord. Here we were, we was, we was, we were looking at the importance of the, the intention and the part of the things where the, the, you know, one of the ingredients is love. Part of the things that will make our growth effective is if it is born out of love. Jesus Christ said something. He said, look, this is what I want you to do. If you love me, feed the sheep. And part of the things when we talk about feeding the sheep is anything that works towards the, you know, the benefit of the kingdom. Right? The Bible says we should, you know, um, it's, uh, Bear one another, no, not bear one another, but in church, we should be favorable to one another, especially those that are in the household of faith. So anything we do towards the kingdom is a sign of, especially to be born out of love. Any desires that we have, we find out that those things or those growth or the things that we are asking for, because part of the things when we talk about growth is we are asking for this, we are asking for that, we are we are, we are, we are, you know, God is, God is giving us resources or God is expanding our horizon or is either, give, either in the physical or in the spiritual. Um, either doing any of that or enlarging our coasts or doing, you know, getting our domain established. Once it is born out of the love of brethren, the love of people, the love of community, the love God's backing is behind it. And one of the things we, um, that we, we've seen, as in the book of Acts chapter 2, where we saw that as the people continued in love with one another, that God added to them daily. Why? Because it was a way of forcing God's kingdom. So anything that, our, any desire that we have, that sponsors the God's kingdom, God's resources get pushed behind such things to make sure that we grow. All right. Um, and then the last one of the, the last thing that we well, the last part that we couldn't get to last week was humility. James 4, verse 6. James chapter 4, verse 6. James chapter 4, verse 6. I read. It says, but he gives grace. But he gives more grace. Wherefore, he said, he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So regardless of what we want, Regardless of how we want to grow, regardless of how we want to do whatever, to get God's backing is to be humble. The moment we begin to 
the moment we begin to fight or, you know, be, believe that we are all that, that, that is when God resists you. If there's elements of pride, God will begin to resist you. And our prayer is that God will not resist us in Jesus' name. There's, um, on that note, we, are, we want to look a little bit more about that grace, about growing in grace. And one of the reasons when I, while I was praying for this, God said, I asked God, I said, okay, so why do we need to talk about grace? And one of the, one of the reasons he mentioned was this, that grace is the ability or the, the grace makes things easy for us. So even while we are trying to achieve what we are trying to achieve, grace makes it easy to achieve the things that we are asking for. And that grace is available to everybody. So I want us to open to our Bibles to, let's open our Bibles to the book of Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1, um, verse 3 to 4. If somebody can kindly read from the Amplified Version. Let me read it first from here while the person moves, uh, uh, gets from the Amplified. It says, Blessed be God our Father. Sorry, that is First Peter. Second Peter chapter 1, 3 and 4. According to his divine power, According to his divine power, had given us or given unto us all things that pertain to godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue, whereby we are whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these you by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Somebody please read that same from Amplified. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Verse 2, sir. Can you read verse 2? Can somebody also open to CEV, Contemporary English Version. Verse 2, sir. Okay. Thank you, sir. So he's saying one thing, that grace and peace can be multiplied unto us. How? Through knowing, it is through the knowledge of the things that are holy that grace and peace is multiplied. But then he now explains, verse 3, now says, this power, which power? The grace that is praying that be multiplied unto us. So grace is, is declared as divine power. The ability to do. So we talked about uh, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. The ability to do, knowing what to do and doing it. But sometimes we know what to do, but we don't. It is like if we do not have the power to do it. What are the things that give us the power? What is what grace is what gives us the power to, uh, to do that which we have to do. This is what gives us the power to grow. Grace is what gives us the power to become. 
Grace is what says, this is who I want to be. Grace is what says, I am becoming who I want to be. Or who I ought to be. The things that we, we you know, it's, it is, you know, we, we look at grace. So most times we've, been, we've always defined grace as, you know, unmerited favor, unmerited favor, unmerited favor, which is true. But it is always also the unmerited power or unmerited empowerment. For example, the Bible says, by grace are you saved. Not of works. That's any man to go. You should boast. So, by grace, you are saved. When you decided that I am going to, I am going to be born again. Just become born again just like that. Please, I need somebody to answer. Any other person? Say no. Was it just like that? It was, there was a confession that you had to open your mouth to confess. And then Jesus came into your heart. So if I ask you, are you saved? You will say, yes. How do you know you are saved? Yes, but once somebody said something, said that she used to come out to be born again several times. They say, oh, if you are not born again, come out, she will come out. If you are not born again, come out, she will come out. Then one day, somebody sat her down and taught her the assurance of salvation and taught her and by the time she knew that, she understood. So the grace that she received from God was as a result of the knowledge that came to her to say, yes, I have received this. I am saved. So the assurance that comes to you comes from the knowledge that, that, you, that you have received. And that is one of the things that we, we want to look at today. Because part of what we are looking at is the growth that God uses. To be able for us to, for us to be able to grow in a way that is effective, is, is good, that is acceptable to God, we need to understand the place of grace in all of this. And to help us, you know, I, I want us to, let's do our demonstration. Let's have our three volunteers. Any three people, please come, come, come. One, another, two people, please come. One more person, please. One more person, please, come. Come out, come out, come out, come out. Please be quick now. One person, do I have to call anybody? Hey, immediately, please come. Thank you, sir. Okay. So, please, our, this, our same demonstration, if you, just to recap, if you recall, um, we have the spirit, the soul, the body. Okay? We have, we know that the spirit, when we become born again, which part of us becomes born again? Our spirit. 
But our soul, where is our mind? In light of the spirit, soul, and body, where is our mind, ma? Okay. In our soul, where is our feelings? Our body is this. That we do, anything we think, anything we feel comes from our body, but it is felt not in our body, sorry. Not our soul, but it's felt in our body. When we want to cry, who tells this the body to cry? Thank you, but that, that's not part of the demonstration. The Holy Spirit is not, see, part of the things, again, to recap, we talked about this. When you are born again, what happens? The connection between you and God that was broken before now gets reconnected. So now the, the, the essence of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit becomes, becomes your God's connection to you. And we looked at it and we saw that that is the reason why that it is Jesus Christ had to go so that the Holy Spirit will come. So that we don't have to physically be in a particular location for Jesus Christ or for God to communicate or to empower us or to give us to talk with us. That we, we, we talked all about that last year. Okay? So, the things we want to look at today is this. When our spirit is born again, the Bible says his divine, it says here, according to his divine power, he had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Which one of us here, spirit, soul, and body, all things that pertain to life and godliness, which one gets all, all things that pertain to life and godliness? things that pertain to life and godliness. The communication of God to us is true. So, anything we want is true. That even we get from God. How does God give us healing? God, if, if, if we want wealth, how does God give us wealth? Us. that comes from God must come through our spirit 
were born again. Sorry, hold, hold it. Before we were born again, hold it. Hand. Hold. Thank you. <laughs> born again. You were led around by our body. Our body says, yeah, this is what we, this is what is going to happen. Our soul says, okay. So, face, face this direction. No, face. Ah, God. Your head, turn, sir. Turn, turn. Before we were, we were heading in this direction. So, anywhere the body says we are, they, are, they are going, the soul will follow. When we are now born again, they are supposed to turn in the opposite direction. But the unfortunate thing is that we are now still... So any little thing... The, the soul doesn't... doesn't the the uh, unrenewed soul, unrenewed mind... Is, has been following this body for all our years before we became born again. So now, the, 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 the thing now that God has said that we should now do is follow the Spirit. So when the Spirit says, this is what is going to happen, this is what is, and the body is saying something else, the soul is torn between So why I'm explaining this, it is important because for us to be able to appropriate grace in our life, the spirit, the, the soul, our mind needs to do which direction it will, will, uh, will, will, will we go? But who decides that? That way. So this person here, if this person, if the soul is facing that direction, that is the direction he is going. So this is our decision does. So be made available to us. But until we decide to connect with Grace. Our body might not experience communication for anything for anything to get to our body, our flesh. It must God must God will bless your spirit. That is why the Bible says a man's spirit will sustain. Where is the infirmity? Spirit will sustain his infirmity. But so of the person's mind is focused on the body, and the body always what happens? Oh, if the communication between the soul and the body is stronger between the soul and the spirit, which will dominate. If communication between the soul and the spirit 
is stronger than the soul and the body, which will dominate the spirit. And that is why the Bible also says, Walk ye in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of... We covered all that. But part of... Now that we are looking at grace, let's look at that scripture again. Um, let's look at Second Peter... Peter... Uh, Second Peter uh, 1, 3. C-E-V. In, um, contemporary English version, please. Hey, you have everything you need. Where is the everything you need? Hey, I'm not happy. I need joy. Where, do, where is the spirit? Where, where is, where is uh, joy? What else do you want? Money. You know money. You know, you know... <laughs> Everybody knows you are still waiting for PS5. Everybody has heard. You have let everybody know. Thank you. So, we talk about money, right? Comes through ideas or the knowledge, trading the knowledge that you have for something, right? But when God wants to give you wants to bless you with money. Do you think he will come down and give you, say, take cash? He will give you knowledge or the ability to create. So for this is God who gives us the power to create wealth. That power is goes where? If you do not the idea or you do not act on the idea, where does the idea stay? Does it mean that God did not give us Yes. So if you are if you are if you are doing fraud or you are whatever, say, look, this is what I want to do. You are being led by whatever. Where, where where do you watch TV from? Where do you watch TV from? Your eyes. Where are your? Where's your eyes? It's you that asked the question now. Where's your? Where's the eyes in the body? Your eyes are not on him, obviously, but you get what I mean. Your eyes are in your body. The information is flowing. Remember the movie you watched? Want to watch? Uh, when you want to watch Hamilton or uh, what's this nine nineteen? That's Brooklyn Nine Nine. Where do you remember the episodes? Where, where? Calm down. Where do you remember the episode? Your heart keeps pumping. Your heart does not remember Gossip Girl. But you, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's, please, we are not done. We are not done. Please. So, CEV, he has given us everything. Continue. Thank you. So he's saying that everything we need, I need everything we need. Need. Grow. God is saying that 
I have given you everything you need. The challenge is, how do we get it from here in our spirit out to our body? It's always the challenge. How do we get it from there to there? And part of the things that we look at is by grace. Usually what happens is this. God, um, what's it called? God will not ask you to do anything in his word that he will not give you the strength or the grace to do so. It is the empowerment that says, yes, the, it has been given. But when we want something, we, it is manifested in our requests. If you recall, we wrote, um, we wrote, <laughs> we wrote requests. We wrote our requests severally. You know, we wrote the things that we wanted this year. But that, how does it translate? The Bible is making us understand that he will, part that will, will happen is this, that he, if God wants you to have it, he will give it to you through your spirit. However, we are torn by the fact that when we write it, we believe that we must do this to get that. Of the flesh says we must do this to get that. In other words, if I, when you, you, all your the prayers that you have written, or the things that your request that say, oh, I desire this, I desire that. If you that, calculating, I will do this. I will do this to get the request that I have written. It is not grace. Scripture that we talked that we talked about Ephesians uh, two eight to nine. It says, "By grace are we saved, not of works." So, in other words, when we have to work for something, grace is not present. No, you are standing with me. You are preaching with me. You have to always work for something, as in you are trying to. Make it happen. You are trying to force it to happen. It is no longer grace. Does it mean you cannot achieve things by works? No. It doesn't mean that you cannot achieve it by works. But it comes with. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, Ma. It comes struggle. Number one. Grace. When God gives you grace to do something, he gives, that means he has authorized you to do it. It makes it easier. Thank you, sir. That means heaven's resources are behind you. If God has given you grace to lift this chair, but has not given you grace to lift the two, and you try and you say, I want to lift the two, what happens? Eating that day. If you have eaten that day, you have eaten any other day, God has not given you grace <laughs> to lift both of them. You will struggle. 
In, that's why we will now carry on more than what we are supposed to carry. So, grace, number one, is discovered. Number two, grace is received. For grace, are you saved? Not of works, lest any man should boast. Anything you can boast that you have achieved by yourself is not grace. Oh, I, I did this, I, I, I did this, I did this, I did that, and I achieved it. That is not grace. I calculated, I calculated, and I, you know, I, I spoke to 10 people, and the 10 people answered me. It is no longer grace. Well, it's there. Yeah. Right. It, we are getting to that part now. We are getting to that part. That's, sorry, I, I'm just, I'm almost done. <laughs> yes. So, 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 ma, because grace is made available to you, does not mean, because there's another end of the spectrum that says, well, the grace is there, so I should not do anything. No. God will have you do something. But the question is, whatever you decide that you will need to do, you need to, it needs to be revealed. It is not you that will calculate it. Anything that relies on God, right? Anything that relies on God is grace. Anything that does not rely on God is not grace. Anything, any testimony that you can accrue to your brain, your intellect, your cunning, your education, your money, your, it is not grace. Anything that you can accrue to physical sense, physical money, or your, your, your person is not grace. Does that answer your question? Okay, so, so, Okay, so if once you once it is once it is available, the grace is available. That's why I said grace is revealed, right? It is it is something you have to re, that you have it is received. So you need to be able to say, God, this is what I need. God will tell you this is what you need to do. When God says this is what you need to do, when you then you now go ahead. When you do it, that is when you get the manifestation. That's when you can tap into the grace to get a manifestation in the physical. For example, if God says, you know, God says, I have given you grace to jump from this floor to the, for, to the ground. And you say, you know what? I, I, I believe that this is what um, God has asked me to do. I jump. I land. Nothing happens to me. Another person sees me doing the same thing and says, ah, you can do it. I can do it. What is the person doing? He's say, comparing my strength with his strength and saying he has the ability because of he believes he's, I am stronger than him. I am richer than him. I am smarter than him. I am older than him. I am, I am, I am, I am. Goes ahead, does the same thing. 
What happens? The Bible says, by faith, the children of Israel went through Egypt as dry land. But the Egyptians, when they wanted to do the same thing, by grace are you saved. Through faith, the thing that gives us access, therefore being justified by faith. We have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. By whom also we have access. I'm saying that to be able to access the grace that or the things that God has given you, to be able to access it, it is your dependency on the Spirit that gives you grace. To be able to access it, you need to be access grace by faith. Right? It is not as though you cannot achieve things by works. I have been in an exam hall that I didn't know anything about how to answer a question. And then it was like a breeze passed through my, just passed behind me. I kid you not. Like a breeze passed. And as it, it passed, I just started writing what there was like, it was like a formula because I dealt with, you know, I studied chemical engineering. A formula came and I just started writing the formula. I went back to my textbook. I had seen that formula before, but I did not realize that. Because usually you cram formula, engineering formula, you, you are studying engineering now. They are long. That's, that's here in this country. In Nigeria, they don't give you formula sheets. You cram the formula. So then, as, the, as the, it was like a wind just went past me, I just took, I just started writing. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote. The thing at, at the end of the day, I passed that exam. Those that were smart did not. I passed the exam. But I, I look at it, I look at it and said, I owe the passing of that exam to the Holy Spirit. So he gave me grace, empowerment, the ability to do. Right? Understand, man. We will discuss yours later. Yes. So what, to, to, to put it in context of what you are, she could have done things. But God, she asked, God, what do I do? God says, go and pray. That praying was the, the action or the, the inspiration that God inspired her. This is the action you have to do. To get what you are looking for. So it was easier. So at the point where the person called, she didn't need to say anything. She didn't need to fight or walk or prove or convince or talk. Or the person was the one doing all of the talking. Why? That was grace. God had empowered her or either, you know, empowered her to grow her business. So by her doing what was revealed, I need to pray. God did what he needed to do to connect what had been given to her to the physical. We would not receive anything ex from the spirit except it is by faith. Yes, ma'am. We will discuss about it later. Okay. So, an example of grace, 2 Corinthians, because of time, 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 9. Please, if you get there before me, please read. 
2 Corinthians 7, 12, 7 to 9. It says, my grace is sufficient for you. Then he now went on to say, my, my power. So God looks at it and equates his grace to power. So that he's saying that, oh, I, uh, there's this thing that is disturbing me. Uh, I want to go and steal. Or I, I, this thing is this. He said, the messenger of the devil in my flesh. That's the way the, it, that, that translation puts it. Sir. He says, I want to do this. But God, God is, is, is like, God, remove this thing. This thing is disturbing me. This thing will kill me. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. That is number one. So he equates grace to power. Number two, continue, sir. Therefore, I will boast about my weakness. In other words, when we, when we depend upon ourselves to be able to achieve that which we are asking God for, reduce the power of grace in our lives, the empowerment of grace, increase the power of grace in your life, the ability to do things with ease, the ability to achieve that which God has, you know, has placed the desire in your heart to achieve. You need to depend on God. And he said it there that God, in order so that I will not be proud, that's another translation. You know, I should not carry my shoulders. Yeah, yes, I prayed 15 hours. God will not bless you because, of, because you are good. We do not receive anything from God because we are good. We receive everything from God because he is good. The moment you will say, I did this, that is why it, I prayed for 24 hours. The answer came on the 25th. The moment you say that, that is not grace. It is very important. For the sake of time, we will stop here. Just ask God for grace. Let's, we've looked at this grace of a thing. We, we didn't cover how to access it. But, you know, Romans 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by grace into the grace, uh, by faith, into the grace wherein we stand. In other words, we access grace by faith. So I want us to pray that God give me grace. Lord, give me grace to achieve that which you have authorized me to do. It is not enough to grow. We have to grow right. Thank you for investing your time in listening. Start a new adventure with us by reaching out on phone at 306-850-4356 through our website at www.rccgwgt.ca or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Warm and Glory Tabernacle Birth in His glory, creating a place of God's presence and establishing His kingdom on earth.